The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to BGN Radio with Brandon Lee Gowton and Jimmy Kemsky. Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is BGN Radio, episode number 343. I'm Jimmy Kemsky, king of the Eagles beats for only a couple more days, uh, as I am going to be eliminated in the Eagles media uh, 53-man roster projection competition. Won it last year. This year, the Eagles have made one cut so far. Just happened like a few minutes ago. We're we're recording this at eh, 1230-ish. On Saturday afternoon, they cut Tyree Jackson. I had him on my 53. Brandon Galton, uh, my podcast partner here. Say hello, Brandon. Hello, Brandon. And Jimmy, I feel like you never say the date when you say the day. I feel like, you know, you got to say the date, too. August 20. For the people who might be, you know, losing track of time here. Anyway, Brandon uh, had Tyree Jackson as well, so he's eliminated too. So, I mean, I don't know if we're officially eliminated, but almost certainly eliminated. So our 53-man rosters, they made mm. one cut, one guy, and we're both done immediately. But we're going to go through our 53-man rosters anyway. Uh, but before we do... It's really valuable. You know uh, where it's very accurate. <laughs> you know that we have... we we we. There's only been... Well, I guess there's been two reveals so far. Uh, Fred mm-hmm. Johnson uh, is going to make the team, obviously. But that was before we projected our 53-man rosters. Anyway, they made one cut, and we both don't have them. So, or we both do have them, rather. So uh, not off to a good start. I feel very – that was the only guy that I really mm-hmm. didn't feel good about. Uh, so th- listen to the rest of ours. But before we get to that, wrongcrowdbeer.com. Check them out. Order up some beers for yourself. Wherever you buy beer. Look for it. Wrong crowd beer. New uh, beer is, is has just been released by them called the Quarterback Factory, which you all know so well from the from following the Philadelphia Eagles, of course. Uh, Wrong crowd brewery is in Westchester, PA. If you're in the area, check them out. Good food, good beer, and we are probably going to be doing a live mm-hmm. show there soon. Uh, no date has been. Well, we haven't even talked about dates with them yet, but we were thinking maybe. Don't hold us to this, but maybe the Wednesday before the start mm-hmm. of the NFL season. Um, so, yeah, definitely stop on by. Uh, we'll have further details on that. But whenever we have that live show, uh, definitely stop on by. Don't make us look like idiots 
not being able to get anyone in there. <laughs> so we, we need your support. Uh, Brandon, should we start it's with the quarterbacks? It's only logical to me that we start with the quarterbacks after we just talked about the quarterback factory. And the Eagles are still the quarterback factory, as you can see, with Tanner McKee's development uh, from him turning into just, you know, this measly six-round pick from Stanford that I feel like some people at the time of that selection were like, oh, what's, this is a waste of a pick. It's another Clayton Thorson. No, clearly not that at all. And, you know, he's going to be, at the very least, the third quarterback on this team. Uh, obviously, I'm going to say Jalen Hurts is going to make the team. Uh, we go out on a limb. And there's been some weird buzz, not like from actual people with sources saying that Marcus Mariota won't make the team. But there was like an article on NFL.com. I don't know if you saw that, Jimmy, or Marcus Mariota was listed as like a cut candidate. And then Mike Florio like posted mm. an article where, again, nothing sourced, but, you know, kind of interesting. He's raising the question that maybe like could Mariota be cut? So that's kind of interesting to me. That makes me wonder if there's some kind of, you know, messaging being relayed there or if it's just idle speculation. I think the Eagles are going to keep Mariota. I know he did not have a good preseason, but as I said to you in practice, and by the way, sorry for not putting up a practice podcast for the Colts training camp practice. Things have been haywire, especially on my end this week. Um, but I said to you at practice, Jimmy, like, Gardner Minshew was also really bad last summer, and I don't remember people yeah. freaking out the, to the level the way they are about Mariota here. So I think it's hurts. Mariota is definitely a better player than Gardner Minshew. I mean, I think it's close, but I mean, the obviously Mariota can do things with his legs, which has merit. That's not nothing. Yeah, and the way I think about it is that Mariota is the two, but. The leash on his job is a lot shorter because of what Tanner McKee did. I think you put Mariota in for a game if Jalen Hurts has to miss some time. And if he stinks out loud, like Minshew did in that Saints game, then I think you pull him the next game. I don't think you give him multiple starts if he looks that bad. But um, right. but I think he will get the first crack at it. Yeah, I agree there. But that that, that was an easy position. Uh, Hurts, Mariota, Tanner McKee. Ian Book had no chance. I mean, that, that was that, that camp competition for the third Eagles quarterback job over quickly. And of course uh, there's merit to keeping three quarterbacks this year. Cause they don't count for a game day uh, mm -hmm. roster spot. You can carry three quarterbacks now because of yep. the 49ers. <laughs> so, uh, so I think uh, quarterback is pretty cut and dry running back also cut and dried uh, Deandre Swift, Rashad Penny, Kenny Gainwell, Boston Scott, Trey Sermon ain't, make, ain't, ain't making the roster. And obviously Kenny Kennedy Brooks isn't oh, making man. the roster. I think there was some maybe debate, you know, wiggle room for, for doubt with Boston Scott's value to the team this year earlier in camp, because the new kickoff rules, you can just call a fair catch anywhere on the field and you get yeah. the ball at 25. And I'm pretty sure that if the Eagles have an opportunity to call fair catches on kicks, they're going to do so on almost every occasion. Um, so that lessens that, that lowers his value um, at least on special teams, but he was good. He like, he was legit good throughout training camp. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's no way that they're, that they would cut him after the camp that he had. I thought he was productive uh, when he got his opportunities and he can't cut the giant killer. Like, come on, he's, he's good for a big game against a division rival every year. So just keeping that bid up is, you know, it's got fun value to I it. I think coaching staff and his teammates love Boston Scott, too. He's a well-liked guy in the locker room, and that's another factor. In addition to yeah, looking good, yeah. which is the most important thing in camp. I'm um, getting a spam call here. I'm not going to answer that. 
Uh, all right. So yeah, I have four as well. Trey Sermon, by the way, like 3.5 yards per carry on 30 preseason rushes. He did not do anything that was like, oh, you have to keep this guy. No, he was. He had the one long TD run, I guess. That was mm-hmm. the second preseason game, right? Against uh, yep. the Browns. Um, yeah. He had the fumble earlier in that game, though, too. So like, I think the fumble not only negates the touchdown run, but it actually does more harm than the touchdown run did good. You also just, you don't uh, need yeah, five he was, backs. I, I never, I never really felt. You don't need five that? backs either. Right. Especially on this roster that is just so loaded. And yeah, I mean, they, it's just too and hard. And your quarterback already runs a lot too. Any, with any roster, but especially. Like your quarterback run. runs a lot and you're keeping five running backs. Yeah, like, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think the, the more interesting question obviously is going to be how are the carries going to be, not just carries, but touches as well, going to be split. Um, shout out to uh, Elliot Shore Parks, you know, who tracked all the running back touches. And Kenny G had the most by all Eagles running backs in terms of first team reps, like by a significant margin. So I guess that's your guy at the start of the season. I still think that can change a lot based on game plan, based on who's looking good or not. Um, you know, and that like if it's Kenny Gainwell fumbling the ball, then, yeah, he's probably not going to keep being the top guy. And does someone in a smaller role start to play well? I think there's a lot to be determined through the course of the season here with these backs, but I think that's kind of a uh, we'll see how it goes kind of thing. I think they're keeping DeAndre Swift mm. fresh. I think he's going to be the featured guy out of the gate. I think he's very clearly the Eagles' most talented back. Would you agree with that? I mean, all all encompassing, yes. But I still think I would say I think Penny is their best runner. Like, pure runner, I think Rashad Penny is the best runner on the team. I'll put it like this. More talented, DeAndre Swift or Kenny Gainwell? Yeah, it's Swift. <laughs> right, so. But I think you uh, yeah, so we'll see how that could goes, say but... Gainwell might be more dependable. I think, you could, I think you could argue that. He's certainly been more uh, durable. Mm-hmm. On both, both, I mean, there, there are small sample sizes for both of them, but especially Kenny. Um, I mean, and that's the, that's the uh, risk with DeAndre Swift. Yeah. Like if, uh, maybe not risk from the Eagles perspective, but like fantasy football perspective, I know that that, that is a hotly debated, uh, topic in the fantasy football community mm. <laughs> of like the running back, uh, touches are going to be divvied up. Uh, but that's, that's for another day. Uh, wide receiver. There are, f- I mean, there are obviously four mm-hmm. locks. I think there are five, and this is a debate that I've had just nonstop since calling Britton Covey a lock, but AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, and Alameda Zacchaeus are obviously all going to be on the roster. And to my surprise, there were a bunch of um, Eagles beats that had Britton Covey off. Um, So I thought originally when I put mine out that I was actually in the minority. Mm. Uh, I'm thinking that Covey would make the team, but it turns out like more people had Covey on than off, but there's still a decent number of people that, that had him off prevailing thinking there seems to be that he didn't do anything in camp uh didn't even play in any of the preseason in the preseason games because he had a hamstring injury um but my simple counter is who returns punts if you cut him who like it's not going to be Devontae smith because uh, you're not going to risk him getting hurt on a punt return alameda zacchaeus was getting reps in in uh, practice when covey was out he's got three career punt returns dating back to, I think it was 2021 or 2020 when he had those three punt returns, three for his career with the Falcons. I think he had five career in college 
And all of those came in his freshman season in 2015. So we're talking about a completely inexperienced punt returner that you'd be putting back there. Greg Ward, of course. I mean, people think of Britton Covey the way that Greg Ward actually is slash was. Like where he's just going to field the punt, but he's not going to get any yards for you. That is what Greg Ward is. That is not what Covey is, in my opinion. Like Covey actually played well during the back half of the season. First, first 10 games of the season last year. His punt returns, I think, were like six point something. And the back half, 13 point, either 13.2 or 13.3. And then if you look at like the league leader last year with uh, a minimum number of um, like minimum number of like min- minimum 20, I think, yep. punt returns on the I'm season. I'm exactly what you're it was reading the pa- here. So, yes. It was, it was the Patriots guy, Marcus, Marcus uh, Jones. Jones. Uh, 12.5, yep. I think it was, yards per punt return. So he, he was actually better than the best returner in the mm-hmm. league last year during the back half of the season. So it's not like I think and you you so you made this point. Mm-hmm. Um it, it, there's offline you made this point or maybe online too, I don't know, but there's first impression bias mm-hmm. here where he didn't play well early in the season as a rookie last year and that's what you remember. Mm-hmm. And that happens the other way too, like sometimes play really well during the first part of the season and then not, they don't finish strong, but people tend to remember the first part of the season. And you made that mm-hmm. point with Darius yep. Slay had a had like started out the season. I mean, it was a stud yep. it shut down. Justin Jefferson at two picks Absolutely. in that game. Jefferson got nothing in that game, you know, had a really good game against Dallas week six and then kind of there off, you know, like there's no production and he had a couple bad games mm-hmm. in there. So, um, yeah, I mean, it kind of works both ways. And then the other guy, I guess would be Boston Scott. Again, we're talking about a guy, six career punt returns, all of them were in 2019, and he muffed one of them. I remember him looking really shaky that year uh, as a punt returner. So, yeah, could the Eagles screw around and cut Covey? You know, hope he clears waivers, then you bring him back? Yeah, I guess, but why would you overthink it to that? Just keep keep your best punt returner by a mile, and then, like, don't create a concern that doesn't already exist. Like he's fine as the punt returner. Why would you mess with it? And what are you, you going to keep instead of him? Like who's going to make the roster if you cut him? Yeah, like an eighth defensive Kayvon back Wallace? or a fifth safety or Nicholas Morrow. Like, like someone who so, might not even play. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I I always considered him like a lock, and you know, with the number of people that have argued with me on that, and have uh, and you know, seeing like I mean, not just like. Beat writers, but smart ones left them wow. off. But smart so ones, I'm like interesting. <laughs> so who are the dumb ones, Jimmy? Let's get into that. So uh, I don't know. Like I'm, uh, uh, I'm maybe second guessing myself on that a little bit. But then I just look back at like everything I just said, and it's like they can't cut that guy. I also think back to 2007, where the Eagles lost that game in Week One because they didn't have a real punt returner. Right? They tried to do like they tried to make Greg Lewis and J.R. Reed work, and it didn't work out. And they lost a game. They lost an entire game because of that. Like they, they blew a game because of something so simple that they didn't really need to overthink. And yeah, I mean, Covey was among the best punt returners in the NFL, like you said, in the last 10 games that he had there. And, you know, he was a rookie. So there's something to that, right? You could think like, okay, maybe he kind of things clicked for him and he's getting better. And mm-hmm. also, I don't think he was bad in camp when he did practice. I thought he actually, it wasn't amazing, but I don't think he, I thought he had some good catches. 
I thought he did some nice things from the slot, like as an offensive player. I don't think he's like a total non-factor in that regard. I think he gives you depth in the slot, reasonably so. Uh, so yeah, I think he should make the team. I think he will make the team. He's your fifth receiver. I mean, Devin Allen has done some nice things in terms of being a gunner. He had that kick return, but we talked about kick returns really not having value like they used to. Right. Uh, and I think, you know, you can probably keep him on the practice squad and call him up if you need to at some point. If you... He also muffed that kick return, he also, too. Yes, he did. <laughs> he dropped the catch, which uh, which isn't great. And I actually think that, think that might have helped him on that return. Like Deshaun Jackson uh, once weird... upon a time. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah. Greg Ward, like, did good things, but when has anyone ever come calling for Greg Ward? Like, he's been available so many times since the Eagles originally acquired him, and like they've cut him a, a bunch of times, and no one's ever been like, oh, we have to have Greg Ward. Spoiler, nobody's claiming Greg yeah, like, Ward. I mean, they can't. He, you can bring him back to the bet, practice squad. Right? Yeah. Well, uh, I guess that's true. Yeah, and then, yeah. But yeah, he'll, he'll, be, he'll be back on. Nobody's going right. to sign Greg No one Ward. He's has ever on come squad. after him. I mean, and if they do, if it's, you know, Steichen or then, okay, that's fine. Like, good for them. You're not going to, it's not a make or break kind of thing. And then, yeah, Joseph Ngata had some potential, but he's just clearly not there yet. And he's a guy that I think you, you'll be able to get on the practice squad. Yeah, they, there was a, a reasonable opportunity for a sixth receiver to make the team uh, just because they don't have a lot of outside receiver depth. Their, their top backup on the outside is Quez. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's debatable whether he can even play well on the outside. Um, so, yeah, and God, I had a chance. I thought he had a good start to camp, just didn't do anything in the preseason games, which is where you're potentially going to lose guys to waivers, like to mm-hmm. waiver claims, that is. But he just didn't do anything, didn't do enough in those games. And he had the bad fumble yeah. in that last preseason game uh, on an otherwise nice play, but he fumbled. Mm-hmm. So I think you can bring him back. And uh, you mentioned all the other uh, relevant players. Also there too. The evidence of Ngata being like a special teams guy, which doesn't really help him. So, yeah. All right. That brings us to tight end where we both are wrong because we both have the Eagles keeping four here. <laughs> I guess let's, why don't we adjust this and we'll try to figure out who... You know, because we're trying to predict this accurately. There's no point. Yeah, we can, I can do that right now. Yeah, yeah. so we'll, we'll tweak that. We both had the Eagles keeping Tyree Jackson, as we already mentioned. But let's say right now they're only keeping Dallas Goddard, Jack Stoll, and Grant Calcaterra. So that gives us one more player to work with here moving forward. Um, I don't really think there's much to say here. I mean, Goddard had a great camp. It was awesome. Jack Stoll, the Eagles like a lot more than everyone else does as their number two mm-hmm. and a blocking guy. Yeah. And I don't think Calcaterra... I think Calcaterra had like a low-key disappointing camp and that I don't he didn't really do a ton. And maybe some of that is working with Marcus Mariota, who couldn't get, get him the ball. But still, yeah. I just I didn't really see as much flash there as I thought I might have seen. So that was a little disappointing. Don't think he was necessarily bad, but just didn't really stand out the way he kind of did last year when he was a rookie and did flash a little bit more. So um not the greatest camp for him. But the Eagles are obviously going to keep three tight ends, and I think he's going to be that third guy. Yeah, he'll be the third guy. I, I thought he actually had a really nice close to camp okay. on that le- final day of joint practices against the Colts. He had a bunch of catches and a couple difficult ones in there. And you mentioned the Mariota connection where, like, they're in the preseason. I forget, what was the preseason game where he got picked? Was that the Browns yeah. game? He just – Calcaterra was mm-hmm. open, and Mariota just sailed right. it way over his head, and he got picked. I think there was actually a second throw in that game where he sailed it over the head of Calcaterra as well. So – um, you know, maybe not his fault that he wasn't that he wasn't super productive uh, throughout the summer, but uh, you know, maybe otherwise would have been if he was working with Jalen Hurts. So I'm willing to forgive mm-hmm. him there. On Tyree Jackson, like 
I didn't think he was, I didn't think he deserved to make the roster, but in my mind, it was just, he's just a guy that they've never cut him before. He's gone on IR a few times, but they've never cut him. And he just seemed like a guy to me that how he was going to be really slow to quit. And I guess you could maybe already say that about him. So maybe like, uh, uh, I took it too far on that front. And it's a, again, it's, it's a really deep roster. Probably should have thought better than I, that, that was the one guy that I really didn't feel good about. It was between, for me, it was between him uh, and Mario Goodrich mm-hmm. and then to a lesser degree, Kayvon Wallace. And I opted to keep Tyree over Goodrich, but we'll get to him later and, and Wallace and we'll get to him later too. Did, did you, was he like one of your, uh, obviously he was probably one of your final guys too, right? Yeah. I went back to Harry Roseman citing Tyree Jackson as part of the reason why they traded Zach Ertz back in 2021. Like he brought up Tyree Jackson, not saying the only reason they traded Ertz. There's obviously other factors in that, but like his potential was one of the things how he, I think brought up even like without being asked. So, and the, the other thing is like Tyree is a guy who you would think, you know, would need time, right? It's not a guy you're expecting to mm-hmm. see instant result. And also I thought he was fine. Like, I don't think he k- killed camp. He looked good early. I thought he did some good things in the preseason games. That was nice to see, including the preseason finale. And for a guy who missed all of 2022 with, or at least most of it, especially the off season with an injury, like, you know, I, I thought there was some thought process there it's like well we this guy might need a little bit more time to get fully healthy and to get right and you know we're not in a rush to move on from him we can keep him around and it doesn't hurt to carry four tight ends the Eagles have done that a lot I feel like in the Sirianni era that's not like something they haven't done before that's not a crazy number I think they, I don't think they've gone in like at 53 man cutdowns they've had four at any point but they've had four during right. the season at times so yeah but it's the point is like it's not an insane number like it's a reasonable number yeah, Tyree yeah, Jackson yeah. plays on special teams too so uh and they play enough like not only two tight end sets but they they play a fair number of three tight exactly. end sets too yes so if a guy goes down then you have to throw all the three tight end sets play three tight end set plays out of well, the playbook or you're putting unless, a, you're, unless you're calling up a guy from the practice you're putting squad. an extra offensive lineman in there and having them right, eligible right. speaking of offensive line assuming you're ready to move on from tight end which i think you are um how do you just keeping nine here i think you do as well i think we have the same nine this, this became so this was a tough position to figure out until that final preseason game mm-hmm. and then i think it became clear during that final preseason game almost everyone had the same nine guys uh there were a few people that had josh sills on but he not only played mm-hmm. in the final preseason game which is a bad sign he also didn't even start <laughs> in that final preseason game he was a backup mm-hmm. in the final preseason game so he's not going to make the roster i mean like there's there's no way uh, but Mylotta, Dickerson, Kelsey, Jurgens, uh, Lane, of course, mm-hmm. are in. Jack Driscoll's going to be in. Tyler Steen's going to be in. Fred Johnson's going to be in because they just signed him to a two-year contract. And then I'd say like Sua Opeta is probably like 90% because uh, he didn't play in that final preseason yep. game. Uh, there's still a chance they could cut him. He has not been more... another guy who has not been um, like desired before, at least more recently, because they cut him last year at one point during the season and they were able to get him back on the yeah. practice squad. So they cut him at a time where nobody was going to claim him because he was in his third year. True. And if they, it was at the end of the year. So it was actually like after the regular season was, season was over. So for anyone to claim him at that point, they would be uh, up against the decision later that off season on whether to uh, tender him as a restricted mm-hmm. free agent. 
and that's going to cost you, yeah, no you one know, wants ballpark to of like three million. So nobody's going to pay that to a pen. So um, nobody picked him up at that time. The only I think there was one team that could, could that could have reasonably taken him, and it would have to be a playoff team, and it was the Cowboys. Yeah. But but they just didn't. It, he just didn't make sense mm-hmm. for them at the time. So if he did get cut, he has enough experience, and he's played. Like I didn't think he played well last year. But in the two years prior, I thought he actually played pretty, like he was he was totally competent. I think he's probably done enough where somebody would claim him. So I do think he's going to I think the Eagles are going to keep mm. him. Yeah, it's just tough with him because, he, you know, he only offers the guard versatility. Right. As, I mean, he only plays at both guard spots as opposed to being able to play tackle or center as well. Whereas someone like Julian Good-Jones does give you that center guard versatility. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that he's really that far off from Sua Opeta and might be younger. Not looking at the top of my head. Um, guys like Josh Andrews and Dennis Kelly won't be making the team, but I think you could reasonably, um, bring them back on the practice squad as, you know, like plug and play guys, if breaking case of emergency kind of, you know, you have to put them up or you have to have them around, you don't feel amazing about it. And I thought Dennis Kelly looked better in camp earlier on and then kind of really just took a nosedive at that point. Um, so Dennis Kelly might be done. done. (laughs) Like his, his career might be over. I don't know if, I don't know if they'll bring him back. I think, uh, Josh Andrews will almost certainly be back sure. if they can get him back anyway, um, unless he finds another opportunity somewhere else. But I don't think that'll happen. I think he'll be back because you don't have a you don't have a backup center coming off the bench if you're the right yeah. now. Um, so they have Cam Jurgens, of course, who can slide into center, mm-hmm. and then you probably put in Steen at right guard if that happened. And then if somehow you lost both of those guys in in one game, Kelsey and Jurgens, mm-hmm. then you have Landon Dickerson who can also fill in at center. Yeah. So I know that like uh, Jeff Stoutland doesn't like replacing two positions. He doesn't, he doesn't like changing two positions to replace one guy uh, in game. He'd rather have a guy come off the bench and just fill in directly at that position. But um, that's just not a reality with, with how the roster is set up right now, because uh, a combination of Jurgen Steen is definitely going to be better than Andrews Jurgens. So uh, it doesn't make sense to carry Andrews on the roster, uh, you know, whether it be 53 or they're 47 on game day. Uh, so, but I do think like if Jason Kelsey were to go down for multiple games, then Jurgens is your starter. And then Andrews, you would have as a call up guy, you know, week by week. Unless, you know, it's, and, and then at some point, if you needed to bring him back to the roster, then you would because you don't, you would want him to be your backup in that situation. But I don't think you need him as long as you still have Kelsey Jurgens and Dickerson. Andrews could be a candidate in theory as a vested vet for a guy you cut and then bring back if you really want him on your roster, right? In theory, if you really wanted that backup yes. center, like they don't want to mess around and get cute with it and make sure they do have a guy who can actually snap for them on the roster. Right. And I don't know if that's the case. I'm just saying he's that in that kind of boat of where just because he might get released in the right away, you know, they could put they could put some players on injured reserve and then free up some spots and then maybe bring him back. Or because he's a vested vet, you could also bring him back, you know, after week one and then not have his salary be guaranteed. So that's another thing. He's in that category of player. Uh, other guys, you know, like you mentioned, Sills, Brett Toth, you know, you're looking at like practice squad kind of for those kind of guys. Yeah. And Julian Good-Jones probably as well. Okay, Jimmy, that was the offense. We both have them keeping, I think, 24 players on offense because Tyree didn't make it through. Right. Uh, so we, we both had 25 originally, but we're going to lop Tyree off there. So we each have them only keeping 24. 
Jimmy, before we take a break here, I want to tell you about Righteous Felon Craft Jerky. Jimmy, I appreciate you filling in on the podcast while I was away attending some personal matters. Really crazy, tumultuous, little stretch here of life for me, Jimmy. So I appreciate everyone's patience and uh, understanding while I was gone. And I appreciate you filling in. But um, How dare you? I know. Crazy. A lot of things, different angles, like all different angles of life. So it's been it's been a lot, but I think things are hopefully starting to settle a little bit more, get back into a groove. And uh, I think I can celebrate with some Righteous Felon Craft Jerky. I can go to BG, I can go to right not BGN Radio. I can go to RighteousFelon.com and use discount code BGN20. That's right, BGN20 for 20% off my order at RighteousFelon.com. I love the meat sticks that they have there. I think those are some of their best offerings. Everything is good, obviously, but the meat sticks are a really high quality uh, option compared to some of the other, I think, very low quality alternatives that are out there that you might be able to think of that come to mind when you think of meat stick. Way better than those. And Righteous Ellen's everywhere, man. Um, I saw it in some of the places I was at last week. I saw it uh, highlighted once again in the Phillies dugout as our good friend Dan Klausner sent to us. So, you know, we talk about here how Eagles players eat right to song craft jerky because it's located at the Novacare complex. Well, the Phils who are, you know, they're going to be in the playoffs. They went to the world series, went to the world series, making a playoff push again. Uh, they're fueled by right to song craft jerky as well. So why wouldn't it not be good enough for you? If it's good enough for everyone else, they, they, somebody needs to give some righteous felon to, to Daryl Moore, Daryl <laughs> Morey. And the Flyers as well. Yes. Oh, the Flyers need a whole <laughs> lot of that. I think you'd have to fill the whole uh, Wells Fargo Center with that just to get them anywhere near competitive. But RightToSelling.com, discount code BGN20 for 20% off your order. Same discount code works at WildRangerPet.com for 20% off dog treats. Jimmy. Back after this. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Back here on BGN Radio, it's time to go through the Eagles' defense, what we think is going to shake out there, starting with defensive end, and then we'll go to the Sam linebacker position. I have the Eagles keeping three defensive ends. It's Josh Sweat. It's Brandon Graham, and then it's, it's Derek Barnett. <laughs> it's always him. And Derek Barnett is going to do some dumb stuff, and it's going to be not a surprise to anyone except apparently the Eagles themselves. Yeah, uh, nothing to say here, really. Um, 
when you kind of look at it that way, so you split it up between defensive mm-hmm. end and Sam linebackers, whereas I just lumped all the edge defenders uh, into one group. But when you look at it the way that you put it, you know, Derek Barnett kind of is the only backup mm-hmm. they have as a as a more traditional type of. Um, oh no, I guess he'd be the fourth guy. But they want they want four guys. No, he's the third guy. Yeah, so it'd be Sweat Graham and then yeah. and Derek Barnett. Um, and they traded for a guy after Derek Barnett got got uh injured last year they traded for robert quinn of course by the way robert quinn did you see he got arrested i did i, I like, terrible news for that guy who was at eagles training camp one day wearing the robert quinn jersey <laughs> right uh so you know like you said he's gonna do something dumb at some point this season um and now at the sam linebacker spot it's it's hassan reddick and uh nolan smith are obviously gonna begin i think there was actually some debate between the two johnsons patrick mm. and chiron uh, who did you have? Did you have Chiron or Patrick? I had Pat. I don't think it's a debate at all. I mean, I know Patrick missed some time with an injury, but like I, mm-hmm. I, I thought he looked really good prior to getting hurt. I thought he looked like really. I, mean, I gave him an MVP point one day. I was talking yeah. him up, and I think that was like the day before he got hurt. I thought he looked really good, and not to say I think Ty- Chiron stunk, but I think like Patrick Johnson is clearly ahead of Chiron Johnson. So I think the the argument for Chiron is special teams play, and I didn't think Sean Bradley was going to make the team anyway, but. You know, he got lost for the season. Zach McPherson got lost for the season. So there's mm-hmm. two core special teamers from a year ago that aren't going to be on the roster. And then if you don't keep Chiron, that's a third guy now. You got to fill all those spots with other people. So I think that's the argument for Chiron. Mm-hmm. I didn't have Chiron on. I also had Patrick Johnson on because he gives you more in the regular defense, which the Eagles care a lot more about mm-hmm. than special teams, obviously. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that's uh, I thought that was pretty easy, but I did see, you know, some people did have Chiron on uh, instead of Patrick Johnson. I think Chiron, um, like it's tough. He's in a tough spot. He's in a numbers crunch. I don't think it'd be in. I don't think he doesn't deserve to make the roster at all. But I just think the numbers don't really work out in his favor. Last thing I wanted to say on the edge rusher position as a whole was I thought Janarius Robinson did some good things. You know, I had him on my 53 man roster entering camp. Mm-hmm. He. It's just tough. Couldn't finish those plays, especially in that final preseason game. It was like he was getting to Anthony Richardson, but just, you know, couldn't get him down. Or even I think some of the backups too there, Minshew and um, Ellinger as well. And uh, yeah, so I I, I, would, I think he's a, definitely a worthwhile guy keeping around the practice squad. Interested to see if he can continue to develop down the future. Uh, looks like he has something. There's like something there, but he's just not there quite yet. So they kept him on the 53 all year last mm-hmm. year, but he was rarely ever active on game day. I don't think he so, ever was. I don't think he played a single snap. Yeah, I think he, I don't think he played at all. I, I think he was active a few times, but just didn't play. Hmm. Um, but so but they kept him on the roster for a reason, and you know I thought he had a chance to impress this summer, but I thought he kind of had to have. Remember Stephen Means used to used to come in yes. and just wreck shop in the preseason games, like against the third stringers, and they they have to keep him because like he just looks so good. Janarius mm-hmm. Robinson, guys like him, and like Teron Jackson. You know, I thought Teron Jackson actually looked okay in some of the preseason games too, but they just didn't mm-hmm. get the quarterback down, and you kind of have to do that if you're going to make the team in that you know in, in these preseason games when you're playing against third stringers. The Eagles were using a six-man defensive tackle rotation late last season, and I think they're going to go back to that. Or at least they're going to carry six on the roster at the outset. Fletcher Cox, Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, Milton Williams are all stone-cold locks to make this team. Would you call Mr. T, Marlon Tui-Pelotu, a lock as well? 
I wouldn't call him a lock, but I'd call him a near lock. He, yeah, like I thought he was the most improved player last camp from, you know, the year before to 2022. And then he yeah. kind of had a disappointing season. Like he didn't play that well when he, in the regular season games. No. And then he got hurt. You know, season was over meniscus. I think it was. Um, so he comes back in coming off an injury and I thought he played, I thought he played well enough. I think I thought it was good enough to make the roster again as the fifth guy mm-hmm. uh, or for, or he looked good guy, in one on He did some good things in one yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. As he did the, the summer mm-hmm. before. So that's going to be a guy that like next year, if he doesn't do anything special during the regular season, he's probably going to be on the outside looking in. But for now, I think he's fine. And then Moro Jomo, mm-hmm. I thought was awesome in the preseason games, like really disruptive in those games. And I thought he showed enough during practices where, yeah, he was, he's going to make, he's, he is going to make the team with him. The question is how severe is his concussion? Mm -hmm. Because what might happen with him is he'll make the original 53. They'll put him on IR thereafter because Mm -hmm. then he's only out for four games. If you put a guy on IR before final cuts, you're they're done for the season. So like Zachary Fierce and Tyree Cleveland and yeah. Yeah. They're done for the season. And then, but like if, if he gets put on after cuts, it's only four weeks at a minimum. And then actually it can be longer than that, but right. he at only least has, he has to, to be on. For he has to four, miss four games. I think it's four, the, four games, not yeah. four weeks. You're right. Um, so the, the seventh guy that they could keep potentially if they want to keep six interior defensive linemen is Contavious street who did not dress for the final preseason game. I haven't seen Jack from Contavious street throughout the uh, training camp practices or in the preseason games. But that would be actually, I said before, like Tyree Jackson, instead of him, I might have um, Mario Goodrich or Kayvon Mosser. I think actually Contavious street might now given it some more thought. I think he'd probably be the guy that I'd have on as my 53rd guy. Maybe not, uh, maybe not Goodrich or Wallace Mm -hmm. because he didn't dress. And I think maybe they do want to have those six guys, as the rotation and Ojomo is going to go on IR after, after they cut down. Love saying Moro Ojomo in the Delco slash Philly accent. Moro <laughs> Ojomo. Um, yeah. I think they're going to put o- o- Ojomo or guy Mojo on IR. Uh, and then they could potentially street again. as one of those guys, vested veteran um, guy. You could bring back if you really, if you really want to, he's a friend Duffy liked him a lot. So, that's, okay, that's worth noting. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I didn't see a lot of him personally, but I know Fran was talking about him a lot. So all right. I don't want to totally dismiss that. Uh, all right. So we have him keeping six. I will defer to Fran on that then, because sure. Fran does really closely watch the in, the interior of the line. Of course. During practices. Just a guy who knows what he's talking about in general, too. Oh, also true. All right. You ready to move on to linebacker where. It's only I only we both have the Eagles keeping three, I believe. You know, you know how many, you know, what percentage? Oh, no. I, actually, I think there was one person that had the Eagles keeping more than three. Just one. Wow. And they that's didn't. Pretty and, crazy. It wasn't even, and, and the fourth guy wasn't even Nicholas Morrow. <laughs> it was uh, Ben, ben, ben Van Sumeren, uh, which I don't think is totally crazy. Hmm. But I kind of think it is like highly unlikely. Yeah, I don't think he's there yet. And I think he's like, who's who's trusting him to play in their defense? Like. I think he can make it to the practice squad. I have Nicobe Dean, Zach Cunningham, who I think has really done some nice things since the Eagles signed him. He's going to start. I don't think he's going to be a star, but I think he is a credible starter is the way I'd put it. Yeah. I think he's proven to be a, like someone who can actually credibly go out there and start games for you. 
And I think Christian Ellis will be mixing in to some extent. Totally place, fine backup in Christian Ellis. I yeah. think that good backup. And I think, you know, he could get some rotational snaps and certain looks and whatnot. Uh, but that's the only three I have the Eagles keeping. I mean, Nicholas Moore, I thought, did some better things once he got moved down the depth chart. But the problem there is he got moved down the depth chart. And another kind of guy, once again, who's in that boat of you can bring him back after week one or you could bring him back after your initial 53-man roster is set. I don't think guys are like really clamoring to have Nicholas Morrow. Like you, can, you can remain out there. You might even be able to get him on your practice squad. Uh, I love this Tyreek Maddox-Williams guy, Jimmy. This guy, <laughs> that guy was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, think about what I'm about to say. Is this crazy? Tyreek Maddox-Williams made more plays in that final Eagles preseason game than all of the Eagles linebackers did combined over the entirety of training camp. Is that unfair to say? Uh, all of training camp, maybe, maybe all the preseason games. It's comparable, right? It's not, it's not like far <laughs> off. There's no way, but he, he was all over the place. Ben Zumer, by the way, had 17 tackles in that final preseason yeah, game. He did 17. It's a big number. It's like a Jamar Chaney number. <laughs> right. So yeah, I thought that was a position that was kind of hard to figure out. Um, but ultimately, almost everyone had them just keeping three. And this is also a position, by the way, where I don't think a trade is still you know, totally out of the question. And uh, mm-hmm. I do also think that they'll be looking hard uh, at the waiver wire for any you know, a- a- appealing enough linebacker that could be cut. Mm-hmm. So you have the Eagles keeping the same three, Nicobe, Yeah, Zach, Dean, Ellis. Cunningham, and Ellis. By the way, I will say this for Dean. Um, he made that big play on the goal line where mm-hmm. he forced the fumble. Um, and then I thought he had a strong uh, joint practice against the Colts. I noticed that in your recap pods that I missed, um, the, the practices I missed that you were talking up Nicobe a little bit. Very funny that like I'm not there and Nicobe finally actually does oh. something <laughs> for once. I'm like, yeah, I almost don't fully believe it because I haven't seen it with my own eyes. I mean, obviously, trust you. I know you're not lying, but it's just like, I still want to see it for myself. But that is good to hear. It's good to hear that he's coming up. And some guys do that. Some guys, I think kind of don't do much in camp and they finish strong and maybe that portends well to the season, but uh, still much to prove. And I think it's fair to say, or tell me if I'm, if I'm wrong, that he didn't necessarily have a bad summer, but I think the Eagles were hoping he would be more impressive than he was. Yeah. I think it was a sigh of relief to see him make that play at the goal line where he mm-hmm. forced the fumble. Um, I mean, so like he did, that might've been a missed tackle if he didn't get the ball out, but just the way he recognized what was happening on that play and, Boom, like shot that gap in half a heartbeat, got into the backfield. And like, even if the, the, the guy doesn't fumble the ball, he's probably going to get, ta- he did get tackled really uh, before he, it was going to be a tackle for loss anyway. And, and, and it was because Nicobe screwed up that play from, from the jump. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think that um, they feel better right now about Dean than they did maybe a week or two ago. Cornerback, I have the Eagles keeping seven. Oh, I have okay. Them keeping Darius Slay, James Bradbury. Those are obviously your starters on the outside. Avante Maddox, who, by the way, I was talking to our good friend Pete from Wrong Crowd Beer about this when he dropped off the beers last week. He was like, What's going on with Maddox? And I'm like, So, if you know what? It's a fair question, Pete. I was thinking about that earlier today because I don't think he really had a good camp. I don't think no, he was, I agree, like an abject disaster, but he wasn't good. And that's not. Totally unexpected considering he came into camp still. He was he was limited, right, early on because he had that yes. toe injury that he didn't practice at all in OTAs. Yeah. So like, you know, I want to give him some level of grace and benefit of the doubt. He's a track record here and he could just be still working through things and you know, there's still 
how many days are we away from? Yeah, I mean, still about two and a half weeks yeah, away. So there's still some time for him game. to, you know, rest up and, 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 you know, be better. But that's something to uh, file away and keep an eye on, Yeah, I would say. Uh, so, th- but those are your top three. Josh Jove, I think, clearly stepped up and earned that top yes. backup spot. Like he earned that job. He, I thought he had a really good camp. Uh, really love, and also like to the point where I'm not saying he's definitely a starter in the future, but I think the the, the door is open for that. He opened the door for himself to be like a future starter on this team if he continues to progress well. And you look at you know Slay and Bradbury being aging players. And because they're aging players, that's part of why I am going heavier here. Because I think you have to consider the future at this position. And you also have to account for injury more so than other positions. It just seems, you know, like Slay and Bradbury being 30-plus-year-old cornerbacks could be right. a little bit more prone to getting hurt than other positions, players in other positions. So uh, in addition to Job, which gives me my fourth I have them keeping Goodrich as the top slot guy. Also seems like an IR candidate. I saw Zach Berman mention that he was banged up, and that's why he did not play in the preseason finale. So maybe you can kind of keep him through the original 53 and stash him on IRR. Uh, Keely Ringo, who I think people are kind of too harsh on right now. I know he didn't look as great as people wanted him to, but he literally turned 21 less than a month ago. Like, that's insane to me. Uh, So I would not be pushing the panic button on him. And then I, I think you have to have them keep Eli Ricks, even though he didn't really do much in the practices, but he looked pretty good in the games. Yeah, and <laughs> which matters more. <laughs> he, Alabama quarterback, you saw the success Josh Job has had. I'm not saying they're the same player, but like I think you kind of just bet on that profile at this point. Yeah, Eli, that's kind of like what his career apparently was in at uh, at Alabama and um, and LSU. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't a great practice player, but he he produced in He's the a games. Gamer. So. Yeah, uh, I have him on too. I only kept six, so I didn't have Goodrich on. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's a guy that they could get through to their practice squad. I don't think that's a guy that that would necessarily get claimed. That's why I didn't have him on. But again, he was a tough choice for me. He was like he came down to the, to the really to the wire for me. Who's your backup so slot I know, then? I guess they don't. I mean, so if if it happened in game, then. They don't have one. <laughs> like, I well, guess James Bradbury, they've been playing in there a little bit. I think Job did um, some of it last year, too. And, yeah, and Job can do it a, l- a little bit of it. You're not going to have uh, Ringo's going to be, he's going to be an inactive on game day. Yeah. So he's not ready I'm to with play. you. Like, I'm, I'm with you. He, he, he's 6'2. He's like, you know, 205 pounds, something like that. He runs a 4.36. He's going to have a long leash before, like, before you would ever consider cutting him or anything like that they spent a, a 2024 third round pick on him um so he's not going anywhere for a while i think the concern that i would have with him just that you know in, in addition just really not playing that well during the preseason games is he just turned tackles down mm. and you don't want to see that he's a corner so it's not like he's a safety or a linebacker or something like that and well, there are some yet. you know serious tackling concerns but uh, i want to see more effort as as a tackler than what I saw in those games, that'd be the big concern for me. With uh, and that sort of wasn't even his rep in college. Like he had a sort of a toughness rep in, mm-hmm. in college, but I didn't see it in the preseason games. The other yeah. guy too, by the way, to, to mention is Makai Gardner, who you know had some moments uh, both in OTAs and, and training camp, and you know and and the preseason games. It's just how many can you keep? I think Bo has him on. I think uh, I don't think he did enough, and I don't think guys are coming after him. I don't think he's at, like I think Ricks is at that level. I don't think two players can be at that level. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to keep everyone. Um, Garner did struggle thought, at times too. He wasn't only good. I feel like I thought Ricks was was clearly better than Garner. So if 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 you're keeping one or the other, then it's very clearly Ricks. It's hard to keep two undrafted corners, in my opinion, when you already have you know like the you know one of the better trios in the NFL and a guy that you'd spend a third round pick on and a guy in Josh Job. Like you can't. It's really hard. Like Elliot, for example, had eight. Yeah, Elliot had uh, had eight corners on his no. on his, on his final fifty three. It's insane. It's too and many. I look so I can understand like keeping a lot of players at a position where you're really strong, mm-hmm. uh, but eight is a lot for for you know for the cornerback spot. I wanted to include this here because I tweeted this out in 2019. The same sentiment still applies. Every year, NFL fans worry about players not being able to make it through waivers to get to the practice squad. That fear isn't necessary. Only about 3% of the 1,184 players who were waived in final cuts last year got claimed. That was in 2019, but I'm sure those numbers are kind of like similar each year. Think about that. 3% of 1,184. There obviously is the case where you cut a guy and you want him to get to your practice squad and he gets claimed. But that's like the exception. It's not the norm. And if McGarner is the exception in that case, then I think, okay, so be it. That's kind of a bummer, but it's really not the end of the world. Think about the guys. I I think the claim candidates this year are Garner, uh, Van Sumeren, Mm -hmm. for a team that just sucks and doesn't care. Um, or they're willing to, they saw enough in, in that they, they think they can think of him as a developmental guy and they, they know they're only going to win four or five games anyway. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Um, Ian Book? <laughs> I think the, I don't think Ian Book got claimed last year. That's what I mean. No, <laughs> but, uh, but not, I think not, not. going to happen this year. Uh, I don't think Trey Sermon's going to get claimed by anyone. Why would you? Uh, if somehow they cut Britton Covey, I could see absolutely see him getting claimed. Mm hmm. But yeah, there's not a really long list of, of people that I think that uh, that would get claimed. Who's the last player the Eagles let go and got claimed and was like great somewhere? You can't probably can't think of it. I can't think of it. Like Danny, I don't I don't know what to say. Maybe Danny. Oh, Danny Amendola. Amendola. Yeah. I don't know if he yeah. got claimed though. I think he got signed off of the practice squad or something. Or they cut him and I think they cut it. They kept him and then they cut him later. But point the point is, regardless of the exact answer there, the point is you can't think of it easily. And I also challenge you to think of someone like the Eagles have claimed that was amazing, right? Who have the Eagles claimed that was like so incredible? Especially, I'm talking specifically at cuts. Right. I'm not so talking like about Boston during the Scott season. Scott, they claimed, but that was yes. during the yeah, season. Yeah, I'm talking about yeah. from cut down period. Like, who have they claimed that was like so great for them? This difference maker. I'm yeah, not saying. Question. Uh, but my point is, like, people just need to chill out with that stuff a little bit. Like, it's not really. It's interesting. It's my, more mildly interesting than it is needle moving at all. Uh, by the way, some news here. Eagles also releasing Dan Arnold. Not a surprise. That comes from Jeff Mosher. Um, or actually, yeah, no, McLean said Ian Book was cut too. Ian, oh, wow. Devastating. <laughs> Breaking. <laughs> um, looking at, through some Twitter updates as well. Um, I saw there was some more, I thought. But uh, anyway, that's not good podcasting. So we have the Eagles keeping seven and six, respectively. I have them yes, keeping because I have Goodrich on there, but I do think he might go on IR and then, you know, they'll do some things. But, and again, they need a backup slot, I feel like. But uh, I think Ricks makes the team. That brings us to safety, where you might make want to make your adjustment here. We'll see in terms of the Tyree Jackson thing. I have the Eagles keeping Reed Blankenship, who looked awesome in the preseason, including yep. uh, in, the, in training camp. Now he, sorry, he didn't play in the preseason. He looked awesome in training camp. And even on the last day, um, 
like going against the like he's just he was great. He was great. He made more plays than anyone in the secondary. Hundred percent corners corners included. And not just he's not a one trick. I mean, he's not just like a coverage guy. He's not or he's not just like a box. Like he can do it all. I think he makes good tackles. He's in position. He's physical, but he also can make plays on the ball. And he's really smart. I think Reed Blankenship is a really good player. I think people might be sleeping on him. I mean, I don't know. He certainly goes, nationally. Certainly like, nationally. Absolutely. You see his name like on the depth chart and you go, who's that? Exactly. <laughs> you know, but uh, but yeah, I, I think um, locally people are a, a lot more aware of what he can do than than, than nationally. He could sure. be the best safety in the division after the season, right? Like that's that is, that's possible. Do you think that's impossible? The Cowboys have good guys. Uh, Washington has Cam Curl, who's really good. I think Reed could be better than those guys. By the end of the season, Maybe. I think that's not, I'm not saying it's like the most likely outcome, but I think that's a that's not, I don't think that's insane. It's possible. Or at least one of the best two. How about that? I have to look again. Like if but, you're doing yeah, I mean, an NFC East all-star team defense, D for defense next year, I think Reed Blankenship could be on that. I think if he plays the way he played in camp, during the regular season, yeah, there's a yeah. strong argument. I think, like, yes. I think he has that kind of ceiling. I think people are, uh, and that's maybe nationally they're sleeping on him. I think even locally people are sleeping on his ceiling. I think he has a higher ceiling than most people do. I'm excited to see what he can do this season. And then beyond Reed Blankenship. A lot of questions. <laughs> I, I don't really feel good about any of this. I have them keeping Terrell Edmonds, who was playing in the, th- the final preseason game. Yeah, I have them they keeping- all did. All of them did. All of them did. I have them keeping Justin Evans, who is getting first team reps, but like isn't really looking good to me. So I don't know how to totally parse that. And as you've mentioned, they had interest in him last year. So I'm kind of just leaning on that still that they seem to like him. And then obviously Sidney Brown, who I don't think is going to be starting for this team week one. I don't think that he's, you know, done enough to, but I do think he'll be in the mix and could get playing time and it might not be long before he does become a full-time starter but uh right now a lot of question marks and i have them obviously keeping off Kayvon wallace who was playing like late into the preseason games including the the preseason finale he got mop up duty in both of their last two games so i had him off um on that and also that i mean there's just no ceiling with him Mm -hmm. like there's and and his floor isn't great either so you're going to keep him over like like an Eli Ricks, for example, or a Brayton Covey? No, no, it's not going to keep him. He's over, in the over final year of options. his deal, right? His rookie deal. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I have him off, and so I'd read Terrell, Sydney, and Justin. Uh, Sydney Brown, I think, is really interesting because I actually think he is by far the most gifted of the Eagles' safeties, mm-hmm. and like he made plays. It's just he plays with his hair on fire, mm-hmm. <laughs> like he and which you don't really see that often from uh, from a rookie. In that they're usually a lot more. I think I talked about this on the podcast another episode, but they're usually a lot, you know, uh, more read and react than they are just you know see what you think you see and react immediately. Or he's the latter there, and I'd be worried about him getting taken advantage of early in the season by, you know, opposing offenses that know how to do that. Mm-hmm. I think the Patriots are that kind of team that, you know, can take it. Like if they, they see a weak link, even if their personnel isn't great, you know, their coach can, can certainly take advantage of a guy that, that could, you know, uh, um, weak link is the bad way to put it, but a guy, a guy that's too over aggressive, I think they can take advantage of. So I don't think you're, I'm with you. I don't think that you will see him starting week one. 
it'll probably be Edmonds or Evans. I'm actually kind of leading toward Evans. Wow. (laughs) Starting week one. Uh, Terrell Edmonds has kind of been playing more of like, um, like a hybrid role, a A quasi linebacker linebacker hybrid role. So I think he's, that's what he'll be this year. I think he's going to make the team. I think Evans makes the team. I think Brown makes the team, but uh, I think Brown's going to start at some point during the season. I agree. But uh, I think they want to ease him in a little bit. I also agree. Eagles are also waving Johnny King, who actually thought looked like really good relative to being a guy they just signed in the middle of camp and had no like reps or anything. Like from the first practice he came in, he like made some plays. Obviously not gonna like keep him on the roster, but practice squad maybe. I don't know. And then Tyrese Robinson also getting the axe. So no surprise there. No yeah. surprise with those, but just those are pouring in. Hashtag as expected. So you only have them keeping four? I have them keeping four safeties. Yes. Did you ever add in that extra player with Tyree? Uh, Tyre- yeah. So I'm I'm going Contavious uh, Street. I okay. Think. So you're adding. So you're having them keeping seven defensive tackles. Then. Yes. Okay. I don't think that's crazy. Um, you so specialist the, the the you had an interesting move. You and Elliot both did this. Yeah. You were the only two. I so that's- sometimes it's tough for me because I get caught up in what I <laughs> think like. Right. should happen because I'm it's my rebuttal to this but <laughs> pretty egregious that but brandon had him cut aaron sipots they can't have him be on the team so why do they why are you gonna keep him around just to like because you he can't be the, he can't be the punter he can't be he can't be the punter he can't you cannot have the guy who played a huge role in your last two preseason losses again i've I said this before think about if this is like a receiver or any other position this guy would be like crucified he would not even be on the roster anymore <laughs> yeah and somehow the eagles are content to keep him around he stinks dude he stinks he you pointed it out in the final preseason game he, he had like a punt that what what like 30 30, like, 30 yards in the air and then it, it rolled 10 yards but it, it was and it was a it was an open field punting situation it wasn't a pin deep so like he was trying to hit it for distance and hang time and went 30 yards it's just unacceptable and like it's, it's not that's just not it's not just one punt he was bad throughout camp and bad yep. throughout the preseason games in those situations and i just i don't i, I i'm so afraid they're gonna be like well he beat out ty zentner who cares that doesn't mean anything that's so meaningless <laughs> right. it's just that's a right. sham it's like beating out me <laughs> yeah like okay great that doesn't mean anything he sucked <laughs> yeah. Like, it, yeah. I don't care about Ty Zentner, who, by the way, just got a job with the Texans <laughs> to, funny enough, fill oh, in briefly for uh, former Eagles punter as well, Cameron Johnston. So that's oh, kind of okay, funny. Yeah. But, um, I mean, yeah, Sipos stunk. Zentner was even worse. That doesn't mean, like, <laughs> that's funny to me. I was seeing, you know, well, Sipos won the job. No, he didn't. He just didn't lose he it didn't as lose much it. as Zentner yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. He did nothing to earn that job. It's it's just pathetic to me. They would keep him on the team. So I know it's not great because you don't have a punter, but I just feel like literally someone out there has to be better than him. I just, I feel, I can't, how is it possible that they can't find someone better than him? How? Or who at so least I, might be better than him? I had done an article looking at the uh, at the seven teams that have two punters in camp. What a and sicko three, thing to say. What's that? So what a sicko thing to say. <laughs> There are three teams that I think are worth watching. I only had two in the article, but there's a third team that popped up. So it was the Patriots with Bryce Barringer, the mm-hmm. goggled punter. And I forget the other guy's name. If they cut Barringer, that would be a totally unforced error. And the Eagles should bang, grab him immediately. Mm-hmm. I don't even think he'd make it to the Eagles or waivers. Um, but I don't think they're going to do that. I think he's Barringer's going to win that job. The other one was the Saints. The Saints have, uh, I forget his first name, but his last name is Gilligan. And then not Gilligan, Gilligan from, from, uh, 
uh, Gilligan's Island. Hmm. Uh, it's Bryce, Bruce, Gill- Gilligan. Wow. It doesn't matter. He's probably going to win the job over Lou Headley. Tattooed from head to toe okay. out of Miami. He's like 30. <laughs> like he's, he's old. Uh, another Aussie. But uh, he's better than Sipos, in my opinion. So if he became available... I'd be interested in him. And then the third one this is a good nugget from Tony Pauline, mm. who said that back in March or early in the off season, Braden man, uh, the Eagles tried to claim that somebody caught him oh. and the Eagles tried to claim him, but he was instead claimed by Steelers mm. who had waiver priority uh, over the Eagles. He's in a punter competition with, I forget the name of the guy they drafted. Presley the or something. Or yeah. From, Presley, from Harvin. Presley Harvin. Presley yes. Harvin. Um, I think so Presley Harvin's going to win that job. I, I, this is also sicko stuff, but I feel like I've seen Steelers writers tweeting he looked good. Okay, so if Man gets gets released, the Eagles had previous interest in him. They could maybe try to claim him again. So this has been your punter analysis. So you for... think they're going to keep Sivas <laughs> and then like move on from him? Well, so I think they keep him because they have to make sure that they can get one of those guys on waivers. And then if they can't, then they'll just keep Sipos. But I think that, they're, I think they're absolutely waiting to see what shakes out on the waiver wire. They better but then be. also, like if if a team if teams before them do claim mm-hmm. one of those punters, then they're gonna have to cut their punter, and then it can kind of be like a domino effect, maybe. And the Eagles may very well wind up with you know a second punter that gets like we'll see how that all shakes out, but. I, I ultimately, I don't think Sipos is going to be their punter, but I do think they will keep him around until they're sure that that's they can so bring dumb. In somebody he's just not the answer. Than... There's it's just a wasting time. Just get maybe you can actually <laughs> trick someone to to cut a punter who would actually someone dumb enough out there to want Sipos would cut their punter, and you could just get that guy. <laughs> I don't know. I just think there's no point. There's no point. He hasn't earned a spot on this team. Why are you and, keeping and yet, him? Even, and even if he had, we already see what he does in pressure pressure situations. Like he could he could have been like he could be fine in training camp and the and the preseason and even like the first half of the season. And I still wouldn't feel comfortable with him because of the way that he's punted in the playoffs the last two years. All right, we're going long on the punter, but one last thing <laughs> I want to say. But but also he hasn't been good. Yeah. So like even taking even factoring that in, like I wouldn't feel comfortable if he was good. He also just hasn't been good. He also turns 31 this season. Like I know he's only been in the NFL for, what, like a couple of years now, a few years. He's been with the Eagles since 2021. Yeah. But he he's turns 31. Like, it's not like this is like some young guy whose body's still developing it and everything. Like, he is what he is at this point. There's no more untapped potential here with Aaron Sipas. Right. Come on. I Give me the devil I don't know at this point because you have to account for maybe things could be better. It doesn't, they don't even have to be amazing. They just can't be this bad. Like the 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 floor or the ceiling for this for keeping Aaron Sipas is so low, and it just you have to raise it. I feel like and you the have floor to raise is it. the floor is he cost you the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, the floor is awful, <laughs> and he also cost you not the only reason, but he played a big role in them <laughs> losing to the Buccaneers, and right. he was terrible late in the season yeah. in twenty twenty one. Right, and last year he got hurt. That wasn't his fault. Well, I mean, mostly, but. No, that wasn't his fault. He made he made a good play scooping that ball and almost yeah. running for a first down. But, but uh, he, he, may, he may have been very well been bad again late. In the and year, actually, his highlight of the season knew. last year when he was being taken out on the cart and Giants fans were taunting him mm-hmm. and he was yelling "F you" back at them. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, but Jake Elliott, we both have the Eagles keeping him, of course, made 52 and 59 yard field goals in the final preseason game. That's nice to see. Breaking, uh, he's good. Still good. Rick Lovato is the long snapper. That's all we need to say about him. Oh, by the way, another Britton Covey point. He's the backup holder. I agree. I Yes, he is. That's something. Did a good job after Sipos got hurt in that game. Sure. So, yeah. He's done it in games. Um, Why don't we take a quick break here, and then we'll get to the practice squad. Jimmy, tell okay. me about Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors and RoachRealtors.com. You can call or text her at 856-906-9295 if you are looking to buy or sell your home. Kristen Roach, voted on by God as the greatest realtor hmm. in the history of the universe. Brandon? Back after this. Kristen Roach of Roach Real Tours, Roach Real Tours, Roach Real Tours. Kristen Roach of Roach Real Tours. She's the greatest. 856-906-9295. Back here on BGN Radio, we're going to wrap up with real sicko stuff predicting the practice squad, which if you're <laughs> into the real nerddom of Eagles coverage, you would know that the Eagles beat writer 53 man roster prediction, the tiebreaker comes down to the practice squad. So these things matter. There have been several years where I tied for the win and then lost on the practice squad. Practice squad, 16 players. I have, I'll read eight and then you can read eight. And then I'll, we'll... I'll say check or I'll, I'll, I'll go ding or eh, if I okay. don't have them. Trey Sermon. Ding. Joseph Ngata. Ding. Devin Allen. Ding. Deion Kane. Mm. Nope. Who do you have instead? Greg Ward. Okay. I probably should have had Greg Ward there. I kind of forgot. There's always someone like I forget about on the practice <laughs> squad. Uh, but that's fine. Whatever. Same kind of mold of a player. Doesn't really change the ethos of the pick. Okay. Yeah. Brady Russell. Ding. Josh Andrews. Ding. You don't have Dennis Kelly. I do not. Who do you have? I have Julian Good-Jones. Okay. And I, I also have Josh have Sills. And I also have him. So I have an extra offensive lineman. One yes. more than you do. I have three. Then I have Janarius Robinson. Ding. Kyron Johnson. Ding. Contavious <laughs> Street, who you don't have because you added him to your I roster. I have him on my roster now, yeah. Actually, I didn't have him on my practice squad either because okay. I figured he would just go on, go sign somewhere else. Sure. Um, ben Van Sumeren. Ding. I have, an, I have another interior defensive lineman before we move oh. off that. I have Olive Sagupolu. I, I was, <laughs> he looked pretty good in the preseason game. Well, he's also the kind of, because like, he's huge. You know, he has yeah, that, he's like, a backup nose tackle yeah, type. He has that nose tackle kind of body, which gives you, you know, more depth in theory behind Jordan Davis. And also, like, if you you want certain looks for the scout team, if you want to go up, you know, you, if you want to practice against, you know, a nose tackle. Yes. You don't have Jordan you're, Davis you're doing that. You're not putting Jordan Davis out there. Yeah, yeah right, so, exactly. Like that, that, I also was considering that. I think that makes sense. I would I can fill him in for Contavious Street here and not feel bad about that at all. That makes sense to me. It's between those two. Uh, I also have them keeping. How could he not keep this guy? Electric Tyreek Maddox Williams. <laughs> Ding! I have him too. Put him on the freaking team. <laughs> you may, I mean, put him on the 
I I'm uh, that was crazy to me. He looked awesome. I thought he looked yeah, great. Yeah, he all oh, he, he I mean he earned a he earned a job on a football team with that and, with that performance. He's going to be on the practice squad. And it's cool because he's like a local guy. Uh yeah. went to Rutgers. So good for him, you know? That's really cool. Uh Mikai Gardner. Ding. And then Kayvon Wallace. Yeah, and I've I've Mario Goodrich cuz I didn't have him on the 53. All right. That is our Eagles 53-man roster and practice squad prediction. It is kind of silly because it is an exercise based on predicting the original 53, which will then immediately be nullified because, <laughs> right. as we said, there will be player, at least a player, at least probably one, if not multiple, placed on injured reserve, and then the Eagles will open up some spots there and tweak things around. There will be waivers. Some of the Eagles players potentially might get claimed, and if not, we'll be, probably be back in the practice squad. The Eagles are very low in the waiver wire order because they went to the Super Bowl. They are 31st out of 32 teams. So it will be tough for them to claim anyone who is really desirable, but it's always possible that they could like someone way more than anyone else and they get someone. They actually did that in 2018 when uh, they won the Super Bowl. They successfully claimed DJ Alexander, who was like a special teams guy for them, linebacker. I don't know if you remember that, Jimmy. But I do. I remember him. Yeah, I don't remember that they claimed. They won the Super Bowl and they had a successful claim, so it's not impossible that they would have to like that person way more than basically the entire league. So, something to keep an eye out for. There's also the possibility of trades. We saw Jalen Rager make the Eagles 53 originally last year, only to then get traded not too long after to the Minnesota Vikings. Eric Rowe was another example of that. Of course, yeah, Eric Rowe in 2016. So it's also possible the Eagles. Sam Bradford. Sam Sam Bradford in a much different thing, but yes, absolutely. There's there's certainly, I mean, last year, um, not only guys going out, but guys coming in. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson was certainly traded to the Eagles before week one. So there's still a lot of different things that will, can and will happen between now and the Eagles. Darbs, when when did they get Ronald Darby? That was like midway through training camp. Yeah, okay. Um, Yeah, that was not before... That sounds right. Yeah, I think he. I think he. Uh, he was on the sideline for a preseason game. Yes, yes, he was. Um, so, yeah, a lot of things to happen. We will have it all covered for you here on BGN and uh, Philly Voice for Jimmy. Jimmy, do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, uh, to to put a bow on the kitten saga. From if you're a dedicated reader, you know that we brought in a kitten and. Uh, Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors and I brought in a kitten and uh, we were going to make him available to the readers and listeners, but uh, family friend wound up mm. volunteering to take him. So we didn't have to go through all the nonsense of uh, not nonsense, but uh, all the red tape of bringing him to a shelter and then having somebody adopt him, you know, immediately thereafter. So they, they could go through like a, you know, a more uh, thorough mm-hmm. background check, but we found a family friend that took him in. So, Boom. Done. Nice. RJ the kitten in good hands, in case any of you were wondering. Do you know if they're going to keep the name? I do not think they're keeping the name. Actually, okay. that's a good question. I will find out from Kristen Roach, Roach Realtors. I just thought it'd be named. like kind of fun because RJ for your brother-in-law. Yeah. So we brought in a kitten like two years ago, two, three years ago, I think. Uh, and that was AJ. Hmm. So it was... Uh, her Kristen's dad's name was Al. My dad's name was James, like mm-hmm. me. So we combined. They both died. Uh, so we combined A for Al and James for for my dad, AJ. And then RJ is just Ron Jr. <laughs> nice. 
<laughs> or my brother-in-law. So yeah, cat number three, TV determined. My final thought is that uh, speaking of death, my grandma died last week, and it's it's sad. Um, but she had a nice long life. Um, I brought that up kind of lightheartedly because I don't know. It's just you know it's tough. Um, I just mentioned last week it's a lot of death. My great aunt passed away. Different sides of the family, but still. Um, you know, uh, shout out to my grand who lived a great long life. Um, she was a great, great grandmother, Jimmy. Her, she has two, she has a, she has a grand, she has multiple grandkids who have grandkids. Isn't that crazy? Okay. That's insane to me. Like, ha, how well, does that's a, just a great grandparent? That's great grandparent. No, 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 that's a great, great parent. Oh, her, so her great her grandkids, her no, great no, no. grandkids, no, have when kids? your grandkids have grandkids, then you're a great, great grandparent. I think it's just a great grandparent. No. If your grandkid <laughs> has a kid, then you're a great grandparent. Yeah. Her grandkids have grandkids. Oh, her grandkids have grandkids. Got yes. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. That's great. a yes. great, great. That's yeah. crazy. My that's mistake. insane. Your grandkids have grandkids. That's insane to me. So, yeah, she lived a long, great How old was she? Life. 90s? She's like, yeah, I for it's like 93, 95. You know, she was up there. Um, My Aunt Helen died in uh, like... During the winter, she mm. was a, she was either a hundred or a hundred and one, so yeah, a lot of long lives being being lived out there. She uh, never drove Jimmy, but she somehow like got around everywhere, and um, also I think was like and Helen was the same way. Actually. That's that's funny. <laughs> that's very funny. She's ninety one, by the way. Uh, my grandmother. Okay. Um, and like new directions better than anyone too. Even though like okay. never would have to like do that because he didn't have to drive but just she was just like innately great at that so kind of a funny thing she's a funny lady uh gonna miss her tough for me again last remaining grandparent kind of like a weird you know moving on to a different stage of life i guess kind of thing in a bigger picture but um yeah so that's part of why things have been crazy on my end and i feel like i haven't been as present as i've wanted to be for both the podcast here and the site so i appreciate again your patience if you've been wondering like why you know we didn't do a pod after the practice on uh, when uh, Tuesday with the joint training camp thing and why some of the articles have been delayed on bleedinggreennation.com. So yeah, appreciate the grace that everyone has shown and will continue to show. And we appreciate your support. Uh, it was a lot of fun covering training camp as it always is here with the daily pods on BGN radio. We really hope that we can get to see you when we do settle a live date for a bgn radio podcast at wrong crowd beer in westchester pa definitely looking forward to seeing you there come on out it'll be fun once we get that set up you'll enjoy some really good beer um and hey it will not be long before the games are real because the preseason is over and it'll be very fun to talk about actual eagles meaningful football week one against the patriots coming up much sooner than later after this little break here so a lot of fun and exciting things ahead follow me on twitter threads blue sky whatever at brandon gouton follow jimmy kemsky on those platforms at jimmy kemsky my work bleedinggreennation.com jimmy kemsky's work phillyvoice.com check out all of our sponsors right to sell and craft jerky go to right to selling.com discount code bgn20 for 20 percent off your order that discount code will be going away soon i believe so you know really make sure to get your discount while you can before it goes back down to bgn15 also, if you're looking for some great, not only some great, the best beer, let's just say, then you want to go to Wrong Crowd Beer and get their beer. That's wrongcrowdbeer.com. 
And if you're looking to buy, sell, or rent a house, you want to contact Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors and RoachRealtors.com, and you can text or call this phone number. 856-906-9295. Jimmy, we will talk again at some point. I'm guessing after cuts, maybe Tuesday. We'll figure that out. Goodbye, everybody. P-G-N.